On this edition of the Iowa Business Report. We're never going to have oceans and mountains. You can't create those things. The latest numbers are out assessing Iowa's strengths and weaknesses as they relate to workforce growth. Supply chain issues have affected every industry, and that includes Iowa agriculture. And in our business profile, we'll introduce you to a media company that hopes their work leaves you inspired. This is the Iowa Business Report for the fourth weekend of January 2023. The Iowa Business Report is a copyrighted production of Totally Iowa Media, which is solely responsible for its content. For more, click on the radio programs button at totallyiowa.com. Here is Jeff Stein. Results in the second annual Iowa Talent Poll were released this past Wednesday. The poll is conducted for the Iowa Chamber Alliance, which seeks to find out what working-age Iowans find attractive about living here in an effort to attract new people to add to our labor pool. Dustin Miller is executive director of the Iowa Chamber Alliance and spoke to me from the state capitol during a break from his work as a legislative counsel. The Iowa Chamber Alliance is roughly the 15 largest chambers of commerce and economic development corporations across Iowa. 15 different members, so you can imagine, look at the the different population thresholds and, and you'll see those. They came together a number of years ago, really around a transportation funding issue, been around about 20 years. And our focus primarily is on economic development. That's really kind of where our niche is. We get pretty heavily involved in economic development policies, incentives, but then also our main priorities being around workforce development and labor. And I don't want to say that we were predictive in what we saw in 2020, but in 2019, we actually changed our priority to move talent attraction, workforce development as the number one issue in our priorities. And it jumped and leapfrogged a number of things to become the top issue. The reason for that is we represent the 15 largest chambers. Combined, we have about 17,000 members when you add up the memberships of all those. And across the board, across the state, everybody was saying, people, that's just it. More people need to be there. That The jobs are out there, but how do we get people into the state? How do we reintegrate people? So we actually made that our top priority. And that top priority, while very extremely complicated, one of the biggest issues is, is population growth. So we really elevated this to the top of the charts and really try and tackle a very complicated issue. It's not as simple as having more babies in the state of Iowa. It's reintegrating people that are finding affordable and safe options for them to get back into the workforce, moms and dads. It's finding second chances for people where it's appropriate. It's attracting new people into the state. We understood that, you know, Iowa has been a slow growth state. In fact, the slowest growth state since 1900. Iowa has that distinction. And, you know, while very challenging and certainly a lot of history behind it, we thought it was a worthy and noble goal to go after to really tackle understanding why talent was important. We really wanted to know how Iowans felt. What were the push-pull factors? What are things that might be potential policy changes, priorities that we would advocate for? And honestly, some of the things we found in the first and second year is sometimes it's just local education. I'll tell you, you'll ask the question, you know, what's surprising, what's not surprising. I think the biggest surprising thing we found out there is there's this hue and cry of people, but yet our data comes back and and you ask people, if you were to leave Iowa, what would be the reason and job opportunities? Well, somewhere there, there's a disconnect. 
And that might not be a policy gap to fill. That might be a local educational, you know, how do we let people know there are opportunities, there are jobs out there locally. So it's, it's multifaceted in this information we get back. So to some degree, when you're talking to people about why would you consider leaving and they say, well, better job opportunity, not being aware that those opportunities are within the boundaries of this state and potentially not very far from where they might be living at the moment. Yeah, and it could be challenging too, Jeff. One of the things we have to look at is, is there a wage discrepancy? Our assumption is if a kid gets out of a four-year degree in Iowa and they say, I want to go to Chicago, that that job is $50,000, but yet they could find a $40,000 job in Iowa and we just have to educate them. The things that are very attractive about here, affordability, small town feel, it really gets washed out if that wage discrepancy is more. But these are the things that this data allows us to ask some of those hard questions and take a look at our surrounding states and where people would migrate to, to make sure that we're the most attractive state for people to live, work, and play. All of this is so extremely complicated, right? It's not one single silver bullet. People don't know us. And, you know, we have to get things that are disincentives because we know we're never going to have oceans and mountains. You can't create those things. So what we have to do is tick off the box of things that might be inhibitors. And to your point, some of this might be education for people to grasp. We score unbelievably high every year in the U.S. News will report that metric on quality of life, affordability, advancement. To your point, that's a tough thing for a young person with a job to educate themselves and take the time to do that. We have to make it very apparent in our communities that you don't have to leave to find a better job in advance. It's right here. Some 1,200 respondents for the second annual Iowa Talent Poll the big headline with regard to the good and the big headline toward the area that, shall we say, needs improvement? I'd say the good is what I've said each year we've done this. Our baseline is very enviable of most states, and we have to utilize that in who we target to attract. Cost of living on why Iowa, that question has come back both years as the number one thing. Small town feel. I lived in London, I've lived in Washington, D.C., I'm from Iowa, and I came back. And that small town feel, being able to get somewhere in 20 minutes, is a portion of that. And, you know, what we found in each year is Iowa nice is a real thing. The people comes back year after year. So, you know, how do you build upon those things? And I think, to your point on the good, one of the things that I think as Iowans, if you haven't lived somewhere else, that comes back as a massive priority is safety. And if you haven't lived somewhere else, you might take that for granted, that our downtowns are typically pretty safe. Our entire state is pretty safe. And I think if you've always lived here, you might take that for granted. So those are the kinds of things that are the good. The bad, I would say, is something that we're seeing nationwide this year. I don't think it'd be a shock to you that inflation and cost of living jump to the top of a priority that we didn't see last year, which, right, that's a nationwide trend that's not necessarily something we can do about it. Outdoor recreation comes back as a positive. But when you, to your point, Jeff, dig into the cross tabs, you find out for somebody 25 to 35, when you dig into their data, they say, we don't have enough outdoor recreation. And across the board, we don't have enough entertainment opportunities. And I think in this era of social media, those things become more and more important because, you know, I went to the University of Iowa. My roommate was from Chicago. Once a summer, I would go to a Chicago Cub game with him and I'd say, man, this is really cool. Well, now people do that and they come back. For me, it was a once in a summer experience for them. They're bombarded. 
with, oh, life must be better in these large metropolitan areas. That's not the case, you know, but how do we make sure that we are providing those opportunities that are people seeing both from an outdoor standpoint and from an entertainment? Because unequivocally, the labor market is changing. It used to be you and your career, me and my career, having a job, be happy, right? And that's just not the way people operate. And so we have to think about all those intangibles around it when we attract people. We're having this conversation. You're at the state capitol. That's where you do your work. What can this data do from a public policy standpoint to move the needle or make the change that data like this suggests would be helpful for the betterment of our overall economy? That's just it. Is The big portion of this is making sure that we're getting information, data that's supportable. And that's why when we get this data, if anybody asks, we'll give them absolutely everything they want because we want to be able to, in good faith, walk to a legislator and say, the number one business issue, and if you ask any of the business associations across the Capitol, the number one issue is people. And every decision you make should focus on how do you get more people to the state. And that's really what this is about, is making a splash every year, talking about what is needed in the state. But in the end, decisions that are made, because it's very easy, as you can imagine, in a year-to-year, budget-to-budget, to get lost in that. But I guarantee you, every legislator, if they went and polled all of their local neighborhood, small-town business friends, they'd find out getting people is the biggest issue. Last year, we really ticked off the box on the income tax side. Now, Iowa moved from a highly complex, high-rate system that we're moving in directionally toward the low-tax, simplified system. That's extremely important because I said to you, I don't know of people who make sole decisions off of tax policy, but it's one thing that isn't an inhibitor anymore. And how do we now then take the next one off the list and make investments to garner more people? Because this is such a highly complex issue where child care plays a factor, housing plays a factor, and there's not one single switch that you can flip, but we know that we're at a competitive disadvantage if we don't grow our state. Dustin Miller, Executive Director of the Iowa Chamber Alliance. More information on the poll can be found online at iowachamberalliance.com. We connected via Zoom on Wednesday, January 18. Again, stopping inflation and the rising cost of living took the top spot in priority for survey respondents. 36% identified inflation and cost of living as their top issue of concern. Still to come, another example of supply chain issues adversely affecting Iowans. And later, a magazine focusing on positive good news. You're listening to the Iowa Business Report. This is Michael Swanger, owner and publisher of Iowa History Journal. Pick up our January-February issue as we celebrate our 15th year of publication with in-depth stories about George Washington Carver's education at Iowa State, a tribute to Hawkeye basketball star Chris Street, Mason City's music woman Dixie Wilson, and the Spirit Lake Massacre. Get your copy of Iowa History Journal at Hy-Vee, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, and iowahistoryjournal.com. Support for the Iowa Business Report comes from the Iowa Business Council, a nonpartisan nonprofit organization working to elevate Iowa's economy through leadership, research, and advocacy. 
Learn more and review their latest quarterly member survey by going to iowabusinesscouncil.org. Mike Nag was sworn in for a second full term as Iowa Secretary of Agriculture and Land Stewardship earlier this month. When we met in Waterloo this past Monday, Secretary Nag outlined some supply chain issues that are adversely impacting production and agribusiness generally in our state. And I was with this big group of farmers and I said, gosh, I wish that in 2023 I didn't have to utter the words supply chain disruption. Oh man, if we could just get rid of that out of our vocabulary, I'd feel so good. But the fact is that has been, if you were going to look at an, an agriculture headline in the last couple of years, you'd almost surely have to have that in at least the top two or three supply chain disruption. And something has happened and, and continues to happen from time to time where you can go to the grocery store and it's not there, that thing that you're looking for, or it's not there in the quantities that you're used to. That's real. There's generations of people that didn't know that that could even happen in, in this country. Well, if something good could come out of that would be that folks do understand and have an appreciation for where their food comes from and uh, what it takes every day for that to happen. And the further you are removed from the farm, it's hard to see that. No Iowa farmer can control what's happening with Russia and the Ukraine. But is it impacting our markets? You bet it is. Those are just a couple of the examples of things that you have to deal with. And again, that ultimately it's consumers that feel the impact when they pull into that grocery store. Logistics around food and egg is all timely. You know, if you, Jeff, order something from Amazon for the house or a birthday present, and if it's a little bit delayed, life's going to go on, the world's going to continue turning. But if I don't get the things that I need to go to the field this spring to plant a crop and it comes a month late, that doesn't work. And so there's a timeliness to what we do that really adds to the pressure around that for the egg space. Coming up, a first date that led to a personal and professional partnership. You're listening to the Iowa Business Report. Each day for a full week in June of 2008, a different Iowa City was devastated by flooding. One Week in June is the only book that tells the story of those historic floods, from Mason City in the north to Burlington in the south and everywhere in between. More than 200 amazing full-color photos document the damage and the recovery. It's our featured book this week at TotallyIowa.com. Get your copy of the best-selling book, One Week in June, today at TotallyIowa.com. The Iowa Business Report is presented by Advance Iowa, educating, guiding, advising, and coaching Iowa businesses. Search for Advance Iowa on LinkedIn and Facebook and get more at AdvanceIowa.com. In our business profile, you'll meet Aaron Henning Nichols and Benji Nichols. They are the owners of Inspired, an independent media company based in Decorah, creating hyper-local positive news in print and online, including Inspired magazine. I graduated from the University of Iowa in 2003 with a degree in English and Journalism. And my senior year of college, I read a biography about a man named Dan Eldon. He died in Somalia in 1993, but he was only 22 years old. And in his short life, he just did a lot of really great things to help his neighbors and his community. He grew up in Africa, but his mom had uh, Cedar Rapids ties, Kathy Eldon. His name was Dan Eldon. He was a photojournalist. So I read this biography and I felt really inspired. I felt like I wanted to go out and change the world 
in like this help your neighbor kind of way. And I felt like it was the first time I really had that feeling of inspiration and uh, I wanted to do something with it and not do the traditional, if it bleeds, it leads journalism. So I knew after college, if I got right into a career, I probably would never actually experience the world. So I looked into various ways to travel and I ended up teaching English in China for a year and was more convinced than ever that people are good everywhere. So I came back, landed with my parents in Decorah area and started working at the local newspaper. The first story that came across my desk was about a local boy does good kind of story. Benji Nichols was the uh, associate producer on a public radio show, and he did a CD that he had um, sent to my boss, and he said, write this story. So I interviewed him, and it was a good interview, and then we met in person because he came back to visit his parents. And on our first date, I told him about this idea for this magazine, and I saw the name inspired, like, in my head on how it all looked, inspire, be inspired, like, that we can continue this cycle of inspiration through positive news. And when you look at your logos, inspired is spelled out, but the D in inspired has an artistic or graphic tone to it. Explain that for the audience. There are arrows that go around the D, kind of playing off. The D is in parentheses, so it's inspire and then inspired, the idea that the words are smushed together. But the D is in parentheses to indicate that someone can be inspired and then go out and be inspiring. And that the circle, the arrows kind of show that we have a cycle that can never end if we continue to just do good things in our communities. If I understand this correctly, Benji, you're out on a first date with Erin, and she comes up with this idea. What was your reaction based upon your background, and this is what this woman brings up on the first date? (laughs) Well, I had been working in public radio production, and mostly on the back end and the technical end and editing end, but also doing production work for a historical music show that was syndicated for many years. So I wasn't unfamiliar with media. I'd also been living on the West Coast for about six years, and I knew I wanted to get back to the Midwest, and I knew that there are opportunities here if you're willing to look for them. So when Aaron came up with the idea and put it out there, it just made sense to me right away. And that has really played to our advantage over the years. And so when I first heard her say it, you know, it's a little bit crazy. I was also at a moment in my life where I could come back to rural Iowa and take a risk on something a little bit and see if we could build something. We were both in our 20s. We were both out of school and had been working and doing other stuff. And so it was a great moment in time for us to be able to uh, jump at an opportunity. So he said, let's do it, (laughs) (laughs) which I was like the famous quote, because um, now he's all like, well, but maybe here's all the things (laughs) we should think about, which is good because I I do tend to get a lot of ideas. (laughs) I will say it worked to our advantage that we were in our 20s and fairly young and fearless at the time. Uh, We started our company in 2007, going straight into the downturn of 2008. We made it through that and made it through another downturn or two at least, and then through a pandemic. So we've, we've definitely seen some ups and downs, but we've uh, managed to figure it out. I imagine there are other quote-unquote professionals or analysts or people who know better who would say, why in the world in this era of digital communication would you come up with a magazine? How challenging has it been to adopt this as a primary vehicle for telling these good stories? 
I know that I love to just hold a printed book, a printed magazine in my hand, even the smell of paper. It just gives you a whole sensory experience that um, is just something you can't replace. And I also think tourists come to a town and they don't want to scroll their phone necessarily. They love to pick up the local magazine. And for community members, they love to hold this tangible product and say, here's where I'm from. This is what represents our community. And this is the cool stuff we've got going. So I think it promotes town pride. A printed piece just allows people to digest material differently. And also that, you know, living again in a rural area, we kind of laugh. Decora is served by private internet providers. To this day, there are areas just outside of Decora that are very poorly served still for internet. We have not hit the fiber trend quite yet here. We're surrounded by it. It's coming, but we're still not there. And so, you know, when we started in 2007, there were plenty of people who were still not looking to, you know, online services for all their information. Um, and to this day, I think that holds true where it really worked for us that people still looked to a printed version of something to pick up on some of that information. And particularly in the style we work in, I think it works nicely. People have often asked us, how can you manage to give this away? Especially in the, the older generation, right. you know, how is this a free publication? It's like, we do sell advertising, but at the same time, it, it is something where we tried to create something high quality enough that when you held it in your hands, you would want to pick it up and you'd want to hang on to it, leave it on your coffee table and pick it up later or give it to a friend or something like that. So I, I think, you know, having that quality and again, content, quality content, as well has taken us a long ways. Aaron Henning Nichols and Benji Nichols, owners of the media company Inspired, based in Decora. More online at iloveinspired.com. We connected via Zoom on Tuesday, January 17th. And that brings us to the close of this week's program. We're back again next week at this same time. In the meantime, you can listen to all or part of today's program by going to totallyiowa.com and clicking on the radio programs link. That's where you'll find podcasts of full interviews with many of the folks you hear on this program. They're listed as IBR extras and IBR business profiles. And we're also found on all the major podcast distributors, 19 now in all. The Iowa Business Report is presented by Advance Iowa, providing business solutions and support to small to medium-sized businesses. Let's work together. More at AdvanceIowa.com and search for Advance Iowa on LinkedIn and Facebook. We welcome your comments. Send them by email to radio at totallyiowa.com. I'm Jeff Stein. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you have a prosperous week. The Iowa Business Report is a copyrighted production of Totally Iowa Media, which is solely responsible for its content. For more, click on the radio programs button at totallyiowa.com.